Hey, 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 everybody, on this episode, I sit down with Sam Spinney. Sounds like a dime store detective novel, but actually, she's an animal advocate, and we talk about her role in breaking up a sick puppy peddler ring. You can Google it. It was on the news. She also candidly talks about her stories about miscarriages and her miracle baby, and despite the serious issue, we managed to have an open conversation. It's not quite as much of a bummer as it seems. We talk about her coasting gymnastics and dance and the impact she hopes to have on her student-athletes. I get challenged to do a real cartwheel. Actually, it was a one-handed cartwheel, but that's just crazy talk. So sit down, strap in, tune in, and turn up this episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. Why didn't you just say that in the beginning? (laughs) So I wouldn't sound like an idiot the first 17 times I said it. To Pat. You still said it right. You're the old person saying that. that. Get off my lawn. This music sucks. And pull up your pants. I didn't even cry. You didn't. I was kind of hoping you would. Story, let's hear another story. Story, story. That one was just saying. Yeah, and she's made a really, like, big-eyed face at me for not knowing that. But that's good, <laughs> because... <laughs> he was just super grounded and successful. He was in the so Navy. So you're a gold digger. Um, you're in it for the money. Yeah, successful. every day. <laughs> I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product, my name is Tony Lawrence, and I'm Tony on the mic. Coming to you live from the La Mesa studios today, my guest is coach, mentor, dog lover, goat breeder, Samantha Spinney. Should I call you, sorry, you introduced yourself as Sam? Sam. Sam, is that what you like, Sam? Yeah, that's right. what everybody uses. <laughs> okay, say hi to the folks, Sam. Hey, how are you? How is everybody? Good. So now, uh, you were born in New Jersey. Yes. That's affectionately known as the armpit of America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you like? Do you did you live there long? I know you went to high school here. Um. So we moved when I was three. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we do you moved... go back? Is it home at all to you? Yeah. No, it is home. I mean, it's changed over the last several years. A lot of people are moving out to other oh. places. So um, I still have a lot of family there, but family is a little bit more scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I we do enjoy I have great memories of oh, right. traveling back there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Like what, fantastic. What are some of your memories? Um, so when we were little and family was still located in new jersey we drove back there once a year every other year in a really big astro van nice yes from here from from here from santee all the way to new jersey and we would um it would take us two and a half days because that's a a pretty quick trip yeah by the time we got to the second night i would just tell my dad let's stay up all night long and he had a cb radio nice and i would keep him awake and we would talk to the truckers and we would like drive that's awesome we did yeah. we did a long trip once and with my uncle we would talk to the truckers and and i just thought it was the coolest thing i was a kid too you know you just think it's the coolest thing in the world that they're yeah. these strangers and you're engaging in whatever yeah that's really cool uh you went to santana high school yes that's your alma mater yes and um what did what did you do when you were in high school what were your activities and your hobbies and your experiences sure so um i was really involved in school uh, extracurricular wise. Okay. Um, and I did cross country for four years, varsity cross country. 3.2? Is that what cross country is? How long is cross country race? Isn't there a standard um, length? God, I have no idea. Like <laughs> and I think it's changed because like Probably. when I was in high school, I ran the 440 
yards, which is now the oh, 400. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I'm sure things have changed. Anyway, okay, cross country. What else? Yeah. Um, and then I did softball and basketball oh, during wow. my freshman year. And then I decided I don't want to do that anymore, but I really want to do gymnastics. So my mom put me in gymnastics lessons and in 10th grade, I did like three months of JV and it was so natural for me. Oh, I moved cool. up to varsity like within months. See, I don't know if you could do that anymore because now all the specialization starts so much younger. It's hard to get, it's hard to get into any sport in high school and just start. Yeah, so, yeah I get a couple of, I'm going to call them nieces. They're probably closer to second cousins. They're uh, my cousin's kids. Uh, shout out Jaden McKenna. <laughs> they were down for some big San Diego gymnastic something oh, awesome yeah it is really cool we went to the and it's funny because there are events like gymnastics wrestling swimming mm -hmm. uh track meets you know things that are literally all day yeah and depending on how many things you're entered but it was a lot of fun the whole the whole culture was, it was new to me you know right. the, the internal culture but it was really cool it was yeah. really and really positive really supportive I, what one of the things i really liked was that all of the athletes supported each other you know that didn't mm -hmm. seem as there's definitely no taunt. I mean, I'm sure internal, everybody's comp competitive and wants to win, but at least right. externally in the messages they were sending, I thought was really good. Nice. And you met your husband on eHarmony. Yes. <laughs> Did you have to kiss any uh, toads before you met your prince? No, or? he was, I mean, I went on a couple dates, but he was my number one match. So okay. that was it. Yeah. Now, when you say, I, I'm unfamiliar with eHarmony, I dated and married long before right <laughs> any of this right. stuff so like number one quality match like they match and say this is your uh -huh. best match yeah and, and were you his number one do you know mm -hmm. okay he so eHarmony that you don't just join it and then hook up with people yeah, it's I'm not like a then. four week process <laughs> right <laughs> none for Tony right um so, but it's like a four-week process where you go through a series of questions and interviews and everything huh. is over email and then you ask deeper questions and then you ask different questions. It just took us a really long time, like a solid three to four weeks to get to the point where it said, you want to communicate, he wants to communicate, so here's your email addresses. That's really cool. How did you, how do you market yourself? How did you sell yourself? What, what do you think grabbed his attention on the... Um, I actually didn't i was just super honest and was like yeah i'm this and i'm that and how do you like that he uh -huh. would be like he would just come back for more <laughs> so. wow wow yeah and same thing what did you see on his that made you, you um know, kind of a willing to investigate further he was just super grounded and successful he was in the so navy so you're a gold digger um you're in it for the money yeah successful. every day <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um he, he was just different than like other men that I've dated. Not that I would right. date unsuccessful men, but he was just, it was new and different and he okay. wasn't my type. And he's going to be like, oh my God, after all these years of finding this out. Yeah. So it was just breaking out of what you think your type should be and right. being open just yeah. to all people. Cool. And he was just kind and... Um, I forgive a lot for kind, and I forgive a lot for funny. If you're both, yeah, kind, he is, and kind funny is yeah. important to me. I mean, mean funny. Yeah, is, no, that's not him. Okay, yeah, yeah, and he's super sarcastic. So nice. then, you know, we laugh all the time. It's great. That's great. Yeah. Then you have two daughters. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope I say this right, Brielle. Yes. Nice, and she's 24. Yes. And now she went to Santana also. Yes. And what did she do there? So she was on dance and gymnastics with me. So a lot of, I think... When you say with me, you were coaching. Yes. Okay. 
Um, so a you've lot been of, coaching at least for 24, well, not 24 years, I guess, because she didn't start at birth. Right. But <laughs> So I started coaching gymnastics in 1991 when okay. I was a senior in high school. Oh. And then I started coaching dance in 2001. So, and she was born in 1997. Okay. So a lot of parents think, well, you're just here because they needed a coach and you wanted to coach your daughter. No. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. I invested years before yeah. she came along. Yeah. Um, but she did dance for four years and gymnastics for four years. And it was a phenomenal experience to watch her grow, to watch her get in the car and be excited and say, somebody needed me. Maybe. She just did it all. Um, and was my team captain and my All-American dancer, received All-American at wow. um, dance camp and gymnast of the year voted on by coaches when she was a senior. She wow. got the Golden S Award from the principal at graduation. Dang. It's like the highest honor you can receive. So she everybody like, pretty much hated her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like 15 people. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and, and our Golden S meeting, it was... A unanimous, like there were 15 teachers there and every one of them raised their hand and were like, oh, hands wow. down, Brielle, she needs one. That's awesome. It was great, yeah. That is great. And then you have the maniac. Yes, the maniac. Yes, oh Reagan. Yes. Tell me about Reagan. So um, Reagan is seven. She um, is a bundle of energy and super funny. She is, she does not like to be told what to do. Hmm at all in any way shape or form so life is a constant like give and take <laughs> of me finding and my husband trying to find creative ways to not make it like do it because we told you right right to try to have it be her own idea so yeah so she's just super fun she's my jeep buddy we go jeeping all the time together and we spent all day yesterday a fourth of july together we nice. were in a parade and she waved the whole time oh, like a that's queen fantastic. Yeah, we just we just go everywhere together. So so with Reagan, you'd kind of come to the point where you decided you you'd had some bad luck and you weren't going to have any more kids. Is that right? right? Yeah, definitely. What, what happened? So when my husband and I first met, we both agreed that if it happened, it happened. If if it didn't, that was great. And I was super settled in that. And either way was fine. Yeah, happens. Brielle was right. in elementary school at the time. I was like, yeah, we're just gonna like you know be single and footloose and fancy free <laughs> when Brielle graduates from high school. Um, and then we, um, purchased a house together in 2009 and we were painting and moving and I skipped my period and I didn't think anything of it. And then I got sick. I didn't sick. think we were going to be in a period talk. I, no, no it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I went to the doctors. I was sick and they said, oh, you need to take a pregnancy test. I'm like, no, why? Mm -hmm. What? No. So I took. A test and went back in and and they're like we can't give you an x-ray because you're pregnant I'm like what <laughs> wow so i was super shocked we got married and then a couple weeks after we got married i had a miscarriage mm. but then i had how baby far, fever how far along i think it was like no i think i was supposed to be maybe like 12 or 13 weeks okay. but the baby was only like eight weeks gestational age okay yeah okay then you got baby fever. Oh, yeah. I and said, then, I'm having kids. Right. And then, you know, we went through infertility treatments, the whole gamut for a couple of years. And it was just too much emotionally. I had had two additional miscarriages. Mm. A after that. After that. Wow. Um, a surgery. 
So we just decided, okay, we're not going to have children. And I thought, I need a hobby. I need something more than just coaching. I'm going to get goats. I've always wanted goats since I was a teenager in high school. We're going to get goats. We we were zoned for them in the city of El Cajon, which is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And I got goats. How many goats? um, I had two at the time. Okay. My neighbor has goats. I, I don't know if I should say that because I don't know if we're, I assume we're zoned for the goats. She walks they the goats on a leash. Yeah. yeah. They're no big, okay. they're like a dog. Yeah. No, they're yeah. great. And it, but the first time I saw her walking her goats, I'm like, what? Is that, what? That's a goat. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, they're very, when she first got them, they were a little skittish around people and dogs, especially right. and stuff. But now they're, they're like dogs. They're like they're a pet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They so, come by name. You can train them. Nice. They're really neat. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. <laughs> no, good. Um, so then after that, then I, he came home from being overseas, working overseas, and was only home for four days, and then went away f- again for like four more weeks, and I took a pregnancy test, and I was pregnant. I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. You scared? Um, no. I was, really? I was super excited. Wow. Even after yeah. the three miscarriages, it didn't... Um, At any point during the three previous pregnancies that didn't work out, were you... Well, the first one, of course, I'm sure you yeah. were just yeah. pregnant, heartbroken, for but sure. were, were you nervous at all for the other two or were you um, saying, okay, here we go, this is going to happen or did you ever get kind of? Yes, I was nervous with them, but by the time that Reagan was conceived, I was really at the point where I just thought, hey, if it works, awesome. If it doesn't, I already know what's coming. Okay. Like I can handle it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, what came was a little baby Reagan. Yeah. She just beat me up all like in my stomach. <laughs> she was a maniac in my stomach and came out a maniac. Came out a maniac. Tasmanian yeah. devil. Yep. Yeah. Pretty and much. And now you said she was C-section, mm-hmm. which. It was awesome. You actually described, I think, as fun in yeah. your questionnaire, which I think that's a stretch, but was it actually oh my, fun? Yes. Or, because... or just comparatively speaking, it was fun. Like like tomorrow, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go get a C-section. It's, right. To me, that's what's fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, because Brielle was so hard. I barely, barely got her out. My hip bones are really small. Wow. She probably should have been a C-section. That just, like, ripped me up. Looking back, you just said, hey, cut this giant beast out of me. Absolutely. But with Reagan, it was great. Like, I took a shower and got my nails done and (laughs) (laughs) went off and had the C-section. It was like, great, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And how long... It was awesome. Did you, how long were you in the hospital after that? I don't know how long. Two days. That's it? Yeah. That's like normal job. I I mean, we've had three kids. I still have no idea how long I was in the hospital each time. I'm guessing a day or two. Yeah. It's it's not long, but you know, it was just a great experience. That's cool. Yeah. And I felt awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So just local. Right. Yeah. Just from like the belly button down. That's it. They couldn't put you just like put me to sleep. So well, well, you're joining us right in the middle of birth talk with Tony on the mic. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and now you're an academic advisor at Santana. Yes. Okay. And that's again, I always get Santana and West Hills mixed up just because we're Grossmont and they're the two Santee schools. And it right. But Santana. Purple. Yeah. They're the purple school. The purple, not the, the Sultans. Yeah, not the school by the dump. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a smell that comes over our campus. We're better. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My kids, when we were when they were going to school, they would call like Valhalla, uh, Snobhalla, mm-hmm. and then uh, Santana was Clantana. Still Clantana. Still Clantana. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what was Grossmont? 
Sochmont. Sochmont. Yeah. And then let's see, West Hills was White Hills mm -hmm. from here. Was it there too? I, okay. Yeah, so I that, think that- Is it fairly the, universal? The... I think so. Okay. I think so. I mean, people might have other names for it, but yeah, yeah. that sounds right. So like Snob Hollow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And you've been there 20-ish years. Yes. And you're an academic advisor and a coach. Now, as an academic advisor, what's your primary responsibility? What do you? What is that? Because you're not teaching, per se. Correct. Okay. Yes. What are you doing? So I work in the guidance office, and I'm a part of the guidance team. So I do a lot of, um, it's my coworker and myself. Um, there's two of us. We do all the presentations on campus. Um, we give a lot of presentations on college acceptance. And um, I work a lot with Coach Phillips in his classroom with our freshmen talking about transcripts and planning and things like that. Those are always the most interesting discussions. A big part of what we do is making sure that we support the counselor because we're a paraprofessional. So we're a really big support to them. What's the best part about it? What do you, is there like a duty that you do that you look forward to? Is there a story that happened that comes out of it that you, that you, what's, what's your best thing about it? Yeah. My most favorite thing is going out and doing presentations. Um, especially as we follow kids all the way through their senior year. And we talk a lot about future options and future plans. And we'll have kids, or I will have kids at least, who will come back to me when they're like a senior. Yeah. And they'll say, Miss Spenny, remember that presentation when you talked about like UTI and I can go there and like work NASCAR. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I didn't know I, <laughs> I didn't know I wanted to do that. And so you came into you know our classroom. What? I'm going to my 40th, 40th high school reunion, uh, this weekend, next weekend, I'm going nice. to South Carolina. And the, the thing that I remember, the two things that stick out from high school, one is I never saw the connection between what I was doing and how that would tie to a life. Yes. So if, you know, and I think that's so valuable and so great. If you can, if you can paint that picture at least clear enough so they can see if I do this, 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 and this, I can do this. I never, ever saw those stair steps. I never saw the connection. The other thing was I always felt everybody else had it figured out. Everybody knew where they were going, what they were doing. And I was the only one who didn't. Mm -hmm. And now I know after nobody talking does. to so many people, nobody does. Exactly. So it's those two things. If you can help get that in the head of a freshman in high school, that's and then have them keep that. So they don't have to feel like they're either chasing their friends or doing it for nothing or locked into a dead end. That's that's phenomenal. Now, you did gymnastics in high school? Yes. Yes, it, it came very natural to you. So, yes. And did you cheer? I did not cheer. Okay. And then dance. Did you dance? They didn't have a dance didn't program. Didn't have a dance program. Yeah. Because, okay. like, speaking of, like, cheer, I could do a herky. That's awesome. Saying, you know, not everybody can That's do fantastic. a herky. And I'm working on my... It's been a while. And I recently had pain in my shoulder, so I can't do the cartwheel that I wanted to because I got to show Jada McKenna that yeah that right? i got that cartwheel still yeah. in me a good yeah. one legs extended well you, you could know. do a one-handed cartwheel and just not use that shoulder I okay mean, you now could i do know that. i know the days of one-handed cartwheels are long <laughs> over <laughs> those days are long behind me no excuses i need a two-handed cartwheel <laughs> i have i have a really bad case of abs which is accumulated birthday syndrome and mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and it gets worse every year every right. time I, I accumulate one more every single year I think it's just an it's, excuse it's not i'm old <laughs> you see me i'm old 
All right. Now I'm gonna go do I'm gonna do a car wheel. Okay. I'm gonna put it on YouTube. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well that's gonna bring us to the end of the first segment. So uh if you listen to any of the episodes, you may or may not know what's coming here. Okay. I need you to sing for me, either a commercial jingle or a TV theme song. A couple of lines. Any show, any commercial. Oh, oh you should see her face. That means she didn't That's listen funny. to the whole interview <laughs> with, no. with Karen Kyrus. No. She, she referenced that. She goes, was that the one you talked about, the breast cancer? I said, yeah. And like she listened, but apparently didn't listen all that close. I did not know. <laughs> so oh. she's going to sing a little something so for us. So Reagan <laughs> sings commercial jingles oh, all the perfect. time. So she always sings, Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You said yeah. she sings commercial jingles. She does. So what else yeah. does she sing? She sings USAA. <laughs> all right, she so does we'll all the time. It, we'll call it the insurance segment. <laughs> like a good neighbor, stay from She sings stay. that one too. I don't know why. She apparently sings all insurance apparently, jingles. Apparently the industry has it figured out. The insurance industry has it figured yes. out. And now we're going to go to our first sponsor break, Alante Construction, covering all of San Diego County from Oceanside to the border and from the desert to the ocean. Rick Villapondu at Alante Construction. Alante. Whoa. Construction. Whoa. When you need some work on your home and you want a professional job, you can call on Big Rick because that man is so slick and then you will enjoy peace of mind. You can leave all confusion and all disillusion behind. If it's a new kitchen or patio, just call on Daddy-O. Alante, whoa, construction, whoa, 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 hey, this is going on for Big Rick, Rick and Alante Construction, San Diego County, top to bottom, left to right, he handles all your needs, no job too big or too small, you want it done and done right, call Big Rick. And we are back with Sam Spenny. It actually sounds like like an old Mickey Spillane, like a old old detective thing, you know, on the case with Sam Spenny. Yeah, I blame that on my husband. Is, <laughs> oh, fault. so you weren't a Spenny. No. Ah, <laughs> it's his fault. What was your maiden name? Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. That wouldn't be near as kind of clever or memorable. No. So. No. So you did all right. I mean. Yeah, it's cre- It's creative. <laughs> I always get a lot of how do you, what is that? How do you spell Swenny? I'm like no, no. Spenny. Um, Spinny? How do you spell? I'm like, the word penny with an S, S in front. Nice. So we were actually kind of brought together because of your story and involvement with TAP Act. Yes. And that's, first tell me a little bit about what that organization is and what you do and like about them. Sure. So the Animal Pad is um, a dog rescue in San Diego County. And their main purpose is to rescue dogs from Mexico. So oftentimes they'll go over the border and they will drive around TJ with chicken and just pick up dogs. Or there are a couple of um, rescues over there where they have dogs just in cages where people have brought dogs in. And they'll go and they'll pick up 15 to 25 dogs, load them up in the van, bring them back over and rehabilitate them for adoption. 
And they also have a division that fights against um, people that sell sick puppies at the border and uh, all over the nation, closest to b- the border. Mm-hmm. So going into Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, that are directly attached right. to. And now, is there a difference between that and a like a puppy mill? Because I know puppy mills are bad, right? Right. All puppy mills are bad. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure there's no good puppy mills. If you have a puppy mill, jerk. But the ones in in Mexico, well, were you involved before you had your experience, or did you get involved because of your experience? With I got Kona? involved because of my experience. Okay. Well, tell me, tell me what happened with Kona. Kona is a chocolate lab, and um, when my husband and I first met, he said that he his dream dog was a chocolate lab. That he wanted a chocolate lab someday. The name was going to be Kona. And he just talked about it for years. So I decided in 2017, I believe, maybe 2018, that I was going to get him his dream job, dream dog. And so I had, um, I brought in some extra cash. I called my mom. I called um, his mom we all pulled christmas money together birthday money together the extra money that i had made and came up with about eight hundred dollars so i thought to myself okay let's now is that a reasonable i've never i've never purchased a dog so i don't know is that a reasonable price for i'm assuming a purebred chocolate lab um i think it depends because you have labs that come from really good lineage and the breeder that sells them does extensive work in regards to researching the dog's health hip health eye health just health in general and they invest a lot of money thousands of dollars into making sure that they're breeding really high quality dogs okay so now would you call that a puppy mill there, um, so no. there's a difference between a puppy mill and a, and a breeder. Like yeah. everybody who breeds dogs is not a puppy mill. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And she's made a really like big eyed face at me for not knowing that. But that's good <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, I just want to make sure that every, because right. I, I don't know. And I want to make sure the listeners know that, that if somebody's a breeder, that's, that doesn't make them a bad, bad person or for a bad sure. business or anything like that. But the puppy mills are a little different, which, so I'm sorry. So go on. Yeah, you, you got yeah, all your money together and you found a. Yeah. So we found, I found, I thought, okay, well, let's, let's search. Let's f- figure something out. So I researched breeders and I was coming up with pri- price points of like at minimum $2,000. Wow. Like locally, anywhere between San Diego and like a one day drive. Um, And we're, you know, we're dog people. We spend money on dogs. I have a million dollar dog at home. Her name is Lucy. She's 14 years old. We've probably spent like $18,000 on her over the years. So we don't, they come to us. They stay with us. The minute something happens, we're into the vet. We're taking care of them. Right. So, but I just couldn't, at that moment, I didn't have the $2,000 to invest. So I tossed that aside. Then I thought, well, I'm going to. I'm going to go to a shelter like my the two dogs that I owned that I brought into the marriage. They're from shelters. Like, we're going to make this happen. So then when they get a chocolate lab in or any lab for that matter, the rescues claim them first because rescues have a right to them first. And then you go on a waiting list. 
So I would call and try to reserve that. Oh, well, you're number 15. Okay, well, never mind. All right. So then I thought to myself. 15 for that specific dog. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's not happening. You're not going to get through. No. Okay. So then um, I thought, well, I'll go to Craigslist. I, you know, it's not the best place to go. I know it's not the best place to go, but I'm right. just going to do my research. Like everything's going to go really well and I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. We're going to find something. So I found an ad for Chocolate Lab Puppies and it was, um, the ad was very well put together, really good um, English language. Like that's one of the red flags to look for. Like is the language really not put together well? Right. Um, is the information clear? Have they covered everything from, you know, dewormed and tested and vet checked and just all that stuff. So all the information was there. So I texted the guy. He texted me back immediately within like a minute and gave me, yes, we, um, the puppy is still available. I said, okay, do you have the picture of the parents? Yes. Here's the picture of the parents. Great. Can I come see the puppy and the litter and the parents? Yes, you can. Okay, great. Well, I don't know if I have time to, to make that happen, but so just through conversation, like he checked off all the boxes. Right. He's such a nice man and so well spoken over text messages. It was just so great. I couldn't believe that I found a really good match. Dang, so, you're on a roll. First to eHarmony. Right. And now this. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So he um he said I need a deposit, so I sent him a hundred dollars through PayPal and I sent it through the purchase protection. So I felt comfortable with, okay, a hundred bucks, no problem. And then they said, he said, do you, you need to come pick up the puppy? When do you want to come pick it up? I said, well, my husband, um, gets home in two weeks. So I want to do that. Oh no, you have to come this weekend. And that should have been a red flag, Yeah, but it wasn't. Okay. No, you're invest. You're emotionally invested now. You've seen pictures, you, you sent money. You're it's no big deal. Yeah. We've done it all. So I said, well, I don't, I can't make it this weekend. Um, he said, well, my, my coworker, my friend, or what, however he used his words, can, can even bring him to you if you want. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So that was very nice. And he helped me work things out. And so we were going to make it happen. He said, you don't need to pay me until you get the dog. We arranged to meet in San Diego. My daughter, Brielle, and my friend, Tammy, went together. We arranged for a meeting point, um, 11.30, the exchange was supposed to happen, and then once I got the puppy, I was going to send him the money. So still 12.30, no puppy, no guy. Uh, so then my friend Tammy was like, hey, I got to go. I got to put my dog down today. <laughs> oh, my I was goodness. Like, oh, I didn't know. So bless her heart. She, wow, yeah. That's yeah. a good friend. <laughs> right? So she left. Um, my daughter went to work. So I don't know what the next step is from here. Can I have your associate's number? Can I text him directly? And yeah, sure. Here it is. So I texted him and he said, oh, no, they left. I said, well, I don't know where you are. It's literally like one o'clock at this point. You were supposed to meet us at 1130. And he said, oh, no, I have to give you this puppy. Gustavo is going to kill me. I'm like, who's Gustavo? I don't know who Gustavo is. The guy I've been talking to is Michael. So I didn't Uh... really think anything of it. Said, okay, well, meet me at this address. He said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm gonna pull up, but you've sent me to the Santee Sheriff Station. I haven't done anything wrong. Are you gonna have me arrested? <laughs> I was like, no. I just. Why need, would you? Ask? Right, right. I just need a common place to meet you, and I don't know who you are. 
And the guy got out. He said, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. And he gave me a hug. He opened the door and she was just laying on the floor, like the driver's side floor. And there was fecal matter everywhere, like all over the inside of her kennel and all over his chairs. He goes, I'm sorry. She's hard. She cries all the time. She's been in her kennel since last night. So it was just so weird. I'm like, okay, well, I'll take her. So I took her, gave him some cash for the delivery fee. And she was just so sweet. She was little for a lab. Like an eight-week-old lab, like she was pretty small. I thought, wow, she's a little girl. Brought her back to my job. Everybody at my job held her. My mom came, picked her up, brought her back to her house. Oh, she has a little bit of diarrhea. I said, well, she was, she's been in a kennel since last night. Like, it's no big deal. Okay. Took her home. Super spunky, running all around. Everything is great. Next morning, a little lethargic. So I told my older daughter, said, well, just could you watch her for the day? I got to go to work. Yeah, no big deal. So then she called me. Kona has blood in her stool. I said, okay, well, we got to go to the vet. So she took her to a vet in Ramona and um, they did the parvo test and it came back positive. I've seen, I've seen parvo and I saw this, I saw the, on the, on the couple of videos, Mm -hmm. check out sick puppy peddler from channel Fox news 11, Fox news 11. Yeah. That's a pretty good good version of the story in terms of the beginning and end to the investigation. I hope end yeah. of the guy. I'm sorry, go on. So I left work and came up to the vet and um, they were really rude. They were super freaked out. They had us behind Is it their, contagious? Highly contagious. Oh, okay. Um, they had us behind their building outside on a exam table understandably why they wouldn't have us come in because you could even walk and get it on the bottoms of your shoes oh my and it spreads everywhere so um the the lady said well she's positive and i said so what are my next steps from here she said well you should take her to the humane society and and let them deal with it i said so what are my other options if i want to keep her she said well it's going to cost you thousands of dollars and i and she, she just has parvo and she was worst bedside manner I've ever seen. They were super freaked out that I was there and they just wanted us to go away. Yeah. Ugh. So she said, you could take care of her at home. I give her the shot of the antibiotics. I send you home with an IV and you basically do an IV subcutaneously, like right between her shoulder blades, like under the skin to keep her hydrated. The key is to keep her hydrated. Like you can fight it. Okay. Oh, so that's not 100% fatal. You can fight it. Yeah, you can fight it. Okay. Um, But it's hard. It's not not a lot of dogs survive it. Okay, low survival rate. Right. So I said, well, let's do everything else. Can you deworm her? Can you do this? Can you do that? Because at this point, I feel like I have a dog that potentially saw no veterinarian and has had no care. Right. So can we just take care of everything? She said, no, I'm not doing that. I said, but can we deworm her? Can we? Th- no, I'm not doing that for you. You have to fight the var- the fight the parvo first. Wow. So she sent us home, and I put an IV under her skin like every two hours, and just pumped water into her like nonstop. Water, water, or is it um, some saline, saline solution? Okay. Yeah. So Saturday, this was like on a Thursday. So then Saturday morning, she just was barely moving. She was breathing, Mm -hmm. but barely moving. So I took her to our emergency vet in Carmel Valley, who's amazing. She has amazing bedside manner, and she can look at your dog and just tell you what's wrong. 
and hit it right on the nose. Wow. She's just amazing. So I took her into her and she did not make us go in the back of the building. She just had us walk in and she was like, what, what's happening? Where'd you get this dog? And we've taken all our dogs there. So she knows us. So I told her a little bit of the story as quick as I could. And she goes, Hmm, you probably got your dog from Mexico. And I go, what? She goes, yeah, it's pretty common. Like dogs come up from Mexico all the time. Their people are looking to make a quick buck. And it probably means she hasn't been treated for anything. And so you should be treating her for everything. So she dewormed her, did everything. She said it's going to cost you $1,000 a day. So let's take it one day at a time. And I will tell you when we need to be done. Wow. I was like, okay. So I called my husband. He said, we need to give it a go. Like we don't. Wow. just don't want to abandon the dog and have her put to sleep. Like let's give it a try. So we did the first day. The second day went well. So Saturday went well. Sunday went well. She dewormed her immediately on Saturday. But then Monday morning, she said, so she's on a ventilator. So well, how come? She said, because she's not breathing on her own. When I dewormed her, when you deworm a dog, they poop out the worms or they vomit them. And she doesn't have enough energy to vomit them. So they literally were in her throat down to her stomach and died and stayed there. And they're lodged in her throat. So I can't, like, we can do surgery, but she's so lethargic, she's not going to make it through. And I'm breathing for her. And I think it's time. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. So it was really frustrating, really sad. So my husband and my older daughter later that afternoon went and said goodbye and we put her to sleep. So, and it was really rough for a couple months after that because I thought, oh my God, I literally just spent like $3,600 on my husband's gift that he essentially doesn't have anymore because it was his birthday gift. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, and okay, the fact that that happened to a person, you know, Mm -hmm. to you, to to anybody is, is horrible. It turns out. The guy who sold it to you has been mm-hmm. doing this for quite a while and yeah. selling. Now, I, I want to say parvo-infected dogs. He sold a lot of parvo-infected dogs. Right. I, I don't know that he sold good or clean dogs at all. He may have. He may be selling hundreds of dogs and only 20%. But we know that he sold dozens, at least, because of the investigation the news did. Right. And now, so they, and again, I would encourage you, if you want to learn more about this particular case, go to if you Google "sick puppy peddler," uh, you'll you'll find it. I I found it from that, and hear the story of the guy and how he just keeps doing it, and yeah. he, he'll change his name, and, and that's yes. one of the downsides about like a Craigslist or the the internet in general is there's such anonymity mm-hmm. that you can pretty much do anything. So so please be careful. Now how so how did you then get involved with Tap Act? So I spent a couple months like looking for answers just in terms of what has just happened. Where did I get this dog from? How can I make it better? Because I feel like I need to make it better for her and I need to make it better for my husband. So how do I make $3,600 really fast? (laughs) And how do I make it better for her? And I just had no idea what I was dealing with at all in any way, shape or form. So then my sister text messaged me and she sent me a Fox News 11 report from 2018 
And in the report, it said Gustavo Gonzalez. And then all of a sudden, uh, I was like, oh, ding, ding, my ding, gosh. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I literally was at my daughter's preschool, like having a crying, screaming fit breakdown in the car before I was picking her up because wow. that was the guy. His name was Michael. And it said in the report, if you go back and watch it, like he uses names like Michael, right. etc. But then his partner like ratted him out. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is it. It's him. So finally I knew what it was. And I went through the DA, filed a report, um, was a part of the whole investigation, had to bring all my evidence, which I had saved everything. Nice. I met with um, some of the DA's clerks. They did an interview. I handed over everything. Um, I had her ashes, so I brought them with me nice. i typically will bring right. them to most of the court cases so she um so they collected all the evidence they did everything and probably in like 2020 during the pandemic um because i knew what i was dealing with i thought well i'm going to start my own dog rescue and i thought well that's not a that's a lot of work i have, i would say so <laughs> my plate is full i shouldn't do something like that so through Facebook, I just stumbled across the animal pad and found... Now the animal pad is TAP Act. It's the same thing. The right. animal pad, T-A-P. Yes. Act. Okay. So one. the animal pad is the rescue and then TAP Act is a division of the animal pad. See, I asked you 10 times before the show <laughs> how to say that. it. And I'm trying to say it and I'm at TAP Act, TAP Act, TAP Act. But, and, and then you just go, oh, TAP Act. Why didn't you just say that in the beginning? <laughs> So I wouldn't sound Tap like an act. idiot the first 17 you, times I said it. To pack. You still said it right. I don't think they care. <laughs> I care. I Tap right. act. Tap act. Okay. Ta they're probably going to be like, that's still not how you say it. I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Tap act. I'll give you a little free airtime if you just get someone to come on the air and tell me how to say it. <laughs> right. And you can tell your own story. Okay. Exactly. I, I certainly don't mean to make light of this, but go no, on. No, no. No problem. So they reached, you reached out to them. So I reached out to them to foster... Okay. And then just through the course of conversation and fostering a couple of dogs, I um, eventually told someone my story and they wanted to interview me, but we were still in the middle of the court case. Right. So I said, I can't really tell my story until the court case is over. So finally, last February, February of 2021, they had his final sentencing. So I got to drive up to L.A. for the day. They were asking all the victims to come, but it was only me and one other victim. <sighs> And the other victim that came was the original victim that was oh. like the first one who who started the ball rolling. Right. Where she knew. Like, How many other victims were there? Hundreds, thousands. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hundreds to thousands. Just there's so much. Okay. Um, and I'm sure there's probably other people who didn't of come course. forward. Right. Yeah. Just like there's probably hundreds of him. Yeah. Exactly. Doing the exact That's same the worst. Job. Yeah. Yeah. So um, once it was over and once he was sentenced, then I was able to go to the opposite side where they fight against the sick puppy peddlers tap act. And gotcha. then they, <laughs> and we did the interview and then they're using other clips to right. continue to educate people. Nice. Now, do you know what he got the sentence? I want to say like 76 days or 86 days. Originally, they wanted him to have so many days, but then they reduced it. But he had already spent a year and a half in jail. Oh, really? So he isn't just so he got time served, I assume, some kind yeah, of credit. Yeah, he got a lot of a lot of credit, a lot okay. of credit. Um, they he was ordered to pay restitution and his his 
I don't know what they call it, his charges were reduced from felonies to misdemeanors Mm. because if they kept it at felony, then nobody was getting anything. Okay. Have you received anything from him? Um, I have not yet. So they're still digging through it. They're like, it's, there's a lot of stuff that has to be paid through. Yeah. So, well, and on top of that, I can't imagine that they're going to, I mean, you may get back what you paid for the dog, but I can't, are they going right. to reimburse you for the doctor bills? And I have stuff? no I idea. I can't imagine. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they have all of our records, so they know just, they have everybody's records, so mm-hmm. they know who paid what, but I just don't know. Like we're kind of at the mercy of. So he was in jail for almost two years. It sounds like. Yeah. Got a year. Okay. Yeah. And, which is. Not enough, but right. at least he was off the street and hopefully. Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he is not allowed to own any animals for 10 years. He'll wow. be on probation for 10 years. And then he's ordered to go through like animal kindness classes. So from, uh, I hate to say happy ending, but at least somewhat right. justifi- justified in there's some yeah. justice at the end that, that this particular person was was caught and punished and hopefully accountable now is he yeah. from mexico is it is it going to be able to uh he lives in over? la county oh, he does. somewhere yeah there's so he'll be accountable here after kona did you did you have it in you to look for a new dog did you get a a, a new did, did you have a new dog or sure so we um in Mm, the summer of 2019 okay. I started looking into dogs again and there was a really nice man in Texas and he had this adorable puppy and I said oh my gosh I like the one with the pink collar she's my favorite but I didn't say that I wanted to buy her so right. he messaged me and was like she's for sale I said no I'm really not in a position right now right. but thank you so then beginning of September, he messaged me again and was like, hey, the sale fell through for this pink girl. Are you sure you don't want her? So that's when I said, well, so here's my story. Right. So I included the, <laughs> yeah. right. so I included the Fox News 11 clips. I said, I'm out $3,600. I've only been able to like scrape up $300. I'm not in a position to take right. off of work because he's in Texas. Right. He was like, oh, my God, I am so sorry that you went through all that. How can I work with you? I said, well, I can give you a $300 deposit. What's her price point? He said her price point is $800. Okay. Well, I can give you a $300 down payment. And then if you would take like $100 a month till December and hold her until then, then you have a deal. He was like, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Yeah. So it was amazing. So we took a trip to Texas after Christmas in December of 2021. Oh, December 2020. Yeah. So it was a great trip. We went to Austin for the first time. We picked her up. Austin's a great city from what I hear. Yeah, it was awesome. San Diego of Texas. Yeah, it's great. It was such a great experience. And we drove her home and she is much like Reagan, a maniac. Nice. Now, a chocolate (laughs) lab? A chocolate female lab. And what'd you name her? Um, Her name is Molly. Molly. Yeah. Okay, nice. Like the drug. Yeah. Okay. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) was that before or after you started breeding goats so that was while because i was breeding goats far before that okay and how many how many goats do you have i have right now um i'm gonna say 10 are you gonna say 10 because that's the legal llamas you have llamas Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) that's pretty cool yeah yeah i used to have goats that would just ride in my car like when i started with just two Uh uh-huh 
and I had a Dodge Charger at the time. So they would h- jump in the front seat and lay down on the floorboard. Wow. And we would just go. <laughs> Any like goat yoga? No goat yoga. No. Okay. I, have to, no. I, I keep hearing that phrase. I've never even seen a picture of it. I'm going to look it up though. Nice. Awesome. That will wrap up our second section. You don't have to sing anymore, but we are going to go to another commercial (laughs) break. This time from Retro Sports. If you need sports equipment, sports embroidery, uniforms, team sports or individuals, go to Jacob at Retro Sports on Fletcher Parkway. Hey, sports fans. What do Billie Eilish, Travis Scott, and me have in common? Jacob Oberon Retro Sports has done our gear. That's right, he's done gear for bands, teams, sports, schools. You have a need, he can fill it, I promise. They do embroidery, screen printing, tackle twill, heat press, and if you have an organization, they will build you a spirit website. You can do it for your school or your team, whatever you have going on. He posts it all, they order it, he makes it, and you get money. You share in the profits. It's free, check it out. They'll do your letterman's jacket, fitness equipment, whatever you need. And when you go in there, make sure you tell them that Tony on the mic sent you in. To Jacob Ober, great in the community. Outstanding product and service. Check out Retro Sports, retrosports.net and 9100 Fletcher Parkway in La Mesa. And we are back with Sam Spinney, Detective Sam Spinney. It just has it sounds to me. It sounds like I know, right? Mickey Spillane. <laughs> that detective edge. Oh, yeah. Now we're just going to talk about a little personal stuff, have some fun stuff, let the listeners get to know you. And I noticed on your Facebook page, are you a Cub fan? Uh, my husband is. Oh, all right. Oh, well, yeah. He loves his Chicago Cubs. Okay, oh, my gosh. Loves that. I know, right? This is, this is, this is Chicago house here. We're oh, Chicago yeah. House. Yeah. Anytime Padres are playing the Chicago Cubs, if yeah. I can, like, grab tickets, then. Yeah. Yeah, we do too. You know what? It's hard for me, though, because I really like the Padres as well. So I don't. I like I like to go watch, but unfortunately, in today's sports world, you can't watch. You have to choose. You have to kind of pick a side because everybody gets. Because I remember, like, when I lived in L.A., I hated the Dodgers, and I'd mm-hmm. proudly go to the Cub games and yeah. wear my hats and shirts and cheer. And right. and then I moved to San Diego, and I liked the Padres. I did, and then now I've been here for 25, 26 years, and I really like the Padres, and they're doing so well. It's like I don't want to go and cheer against the team. Right. So I try, oddly as it sounds, I try not to go to some of the Cubs games because I just like cheering with the crowd. You could get like a jersey from and each split. and split it and then sew it and like do both that's something that some human could do (laughs) (laughs) it's well beyond my skill set uh perhaps i could farm it out it's you also said you collect disney now now disney what uh disney anything i have statues i have plates i have posters i have um silver yeah i do actually yes when we were kids we had a, a mickey mouse a donald duck and a goofy spoon you know the ends yes so i yeah i bought like two sets of silverware a couple of years ago and and it's just a normal spoon but at the end it has the mickey head stamped out of it yeah so i have a full-on set of that and then i ah. have glasses and do you um, eat with them you drink uh, is that yeah. your, so it's not necessarily part of a collection that part isn't part of a collection right. no it's we really use function. them nice yeah i have alice in wonderland plates when you put your food on the plate and then you eat it you can see which character you get Ah, at the bottom of the plate yeah. nice so you don't know yeah it's like a mystery but if you have like meatloaf then it, it's easy you just go yeah meatloaf then you the can way. just see it yeah, i know that's not as cool not very detective that's spaghetti like. though yeah yeah it's not very sam spinney i know sam spinney would do a detective <laughs> job 
And now I ask this question and I, I always just ask like, Hey, what, like what kind of TV shows, what kind of movies, what kind of yes. things do you like? And then I ask another question about like guilty pleasures, things that are bad right. that you know, you shouldn't necessarily like. Yes. But I interpreted this as you really enjoy the real housewives. Oh my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> now my husband likes it too. No, <laughs> no self-respecting cub so, fan. He's going to be, be so What's mad, his name? Randy. Randy Spinney. <laughs> You're going to get kicked out of the Cub fan kingdom <laughs> for your affection for the Real Housewives. Come on, man. Yeah. That is garbage TV. He's, he is probably... <laughs> so I'm the bigger fan of the Real Housewives, and he is so up to date on Below Deck. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this, so awesome. This, uh, in terms of... Yeah, it's just awful. Those <laughs> it just start, is awful. That's why it's a guilty pleasure. They're train wrecks. Like, and if yeah. you list them as a guilty pleasure, I can kind of forgive you. But it, the way yeah. it read, it was like you live and breathe with oh, the Real I do. Housewives. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> so I love the New Jersey. Real Housewives of New, New Jersey. Jersey. Of course. Because yeah. then the, every place that they go eat, I'm like, I know that. I know that. Yeah. So I feel cool. such a connection to it. And they're Italian, so they're just, it makes me feel better. I'm not the only dysfunctional family, you know? <laughs> did you watch Jersey Shore at all when that was out? I did, yes. Did, did you yes. like it, identify um, with it, it at all? No. I mean, it's a different vibe, of course, but yeah, not and as way much. younger. Yeah, they are way younger. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the uh, my second most favorite one is Beverly Hills, and I just think Erica Jane is like... <laughs> The most amazing lady. She's only two years older than me. She looks like she's like 20 years old. Yeah, me and Brad Pitt are the same age. Right? So. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be like her when I grow up. How did that, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how did that happen? Right. What kind of genetic lottery did he win or yeah. did I lose or whatever? Right. Exactly. I always ask my husband, where's my makeup crew today? Right. right. He's where's like, my trainer, my chef, know. my. Where did everybody go? <laughs> They're, they all took the millennia off for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's my uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jordan Weber. Yes. Now, was she, did she go to UCLA? I She coaches there now. Yes. Cause, I think and how, she, how old is she? When, she was part of the, what do they call it? That group of, ah, dang it. This, I, this something seven. Yeah. Something, yeah. Where no, they were. Yeah. The Magnificent but, Seven. Yes. And the, the coach was inappropriate. Right. And, and. Uh, yeah, which is it's <sighs> got to yeah. breathe because I get really mm. riled up when I mean, as a coach, I'm sure you feel yeah. a lot of the same way is that you are really entrusted, not just with teaching a kid how to shoot a jump shot or how to do a back bend mm -hmm. or how to do whatever you're you're mm -hmm. entrusted with teaching them character and yeah. values and work mm -hmm. ethic and yes and things like that and 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 they look up to you and you you open their eyes every day with something that you do yeah. and they look at you wider and wider and wider yep. eyes and the idea that somebody would take advantage of that yeah. is so not not cool it makes me yeah. so angry it's awful yeah and um but she's certainly and most of them from that group and and most in life obviously you have to go on there's the, right. the alternatives are not yeah any pleasant but she's really bounced back and she's coaching at arkansas now i think or racebacks so. yeah and and just what a great it, it's always great when the underdog speaks up and steps up and the i'm gonna say bully for lack of a better word but the right. villain the, the you know the protagonist or antagonist comes out and and kind of gets exposed and gets what's coming mm -hmm. to them but it doesn't happen enough yeah you know? it doesn't it doesn't it really doesn't even in enough. like the smallest 
itty most itty bitty programs you know stuff still happens yeah so that's but i mean and it's i remember the first time a hockey player Mm -hmm. came out and he was telling that his hockey coach sexually abused him Mm -hmm. and this guy i was i mean i'm so i'm i'm horrified that it happened to him right. but i'm so glad that he because he was a tough guy he was a fire he was a this he's like because every i think a lot of people's reaction is oh i would have done this or i would have said something right yeah and and you know you just don't know no you don't you, you know you don't know until you're in that spot and it, it it's not like it happened like if you walk in and somebody starts touching you maybe but that's not right. how it starts it starts no. very gradually and everything yeah. but he was and he was he he cried but he's i mean but he was known for being a fighter on the ice you know an enforcer yeah. tough guy so it kind of gave a lot of people permission to say this happened to me too right and which is which is good and the more we can you know turn on the lights turn on all the lights yeah and then as the cockroaches try to scramble Yep. Stomp on them. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I didn't mean to go down that dark road. <laughs> no, but I totally get it. I yeah. try to be as transparent as possible as yeah. I coach, like yeah. with everything, just to make sure that parents um, feel like they're sending their kids to a safe space. Right. So. Right. And, and it's funny how the, even the term safe space is getting vilified in society mm, today. It is. Yeah. You, you know, like, oh, you need a safe space. Yeah. You know, and it's come on. You yeah. know, when kid, kids need a safe space. Period. You know, right. kids need a safe space. And yeah. I, every place on the planet doesn't have to be safe, but they need to right. know if they're at home, they're safe. If they're at a team right. sport event, they're safe. If they're at school, they're safe. They need yeah. to know that. Yeah. And the idea that that somehow become a punchline is very frustrating. Yeah, definitely. So Megamind versus Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, for sure. Did you like Megamind or is that your husband on your joint Facebook um, That page? is my husband. Yes. Yes. Right. But okay, Cloud- that's one of the reasons I'm against joint Facebook page. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So besides stop watching Real Housewives, your husband has <laughs> got to cheer for Never. the Cubs and get his own Facebook page. <laughs> right. That way we're not all confused. <laughs> now, okay. Is his famous artist or your favorite artist, Alanis Morissette? That's mine. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> You're like, which one? Yeah. Cause now... No, that's mine. I really, really like um, Take your time. Cardi B. Oh, boy. Yes. My daughter really likes Cardi B. And so anything Cardi B that I turn on, he's just like, oh, my God. And he'll, even if he's a passenger in my Jeep, turns it off. I can't do it. I can't even listen to it. Wow. And so I always look at him like, do I do that in your truck? Right. Do I just go? And I'm like, I hate that so much. Boom. Like, you basically hate me. And he's like, what? (laughs) Okay. No, I don't. (laughs) As much as I would like to pile on a Real Housewives watching Cubs fan. That's a jump to say he hates you because he hates Cardi B. I know, no, I do it just to tease him. <laughs> yeah, my daughter was a big Cardi B fan. I'm Cardi B neutral. First of all, that's exactly what youth music is supposed to do. It's supposed to make us uncomfortable. It's supposed to make right. us roll our eyes. I know my parents got uncomfortable with my early days of Prince or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And some of the... I love Prince. And, and a lot of that stuff. And, and you know... I always my go-to saying for this is you know Adam and Eve told Cain and Abel their music sucked. But even when I was 30s and 40s, that people would say, "Oh, today's music sucks." Or blah blah blah. And I'm like, do you do you understand how old you sound? Do you understand that yeah. you've heard this your whole life? Yes. And and now you're that person. <laughs> yes. You're the old person yeah, saying that. that. Get off my lawn. This <laughs> yeah. music sucks. Yes. And pull up your pants, which I, I agree with. Pull up your pants, but I think that there's, I think that there's good. Yeah. I think there's good music out there. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, from any for, again from any genre, from anything. And I think there's there's bad music out there, and I think there was bad music, 
you know, when I was growing yeah, up. I think that we had bad music. Yeah. I only sing karaoke. So. Ah, hey, car- you know, it's... But I can sing Alanis Morissette, so which, nobody else what's your, can. What's your go-to? <laughs> um, my go-to is Uninvited. Okay. Now, is that your favorite song or just your favorite song to sing? That's just my favorite song to sing. What's but I favorite? do really like that song. What's your favorite Alanis Morissette Um, My favorite Alanis Morissette song is Right Through You. I don't know that I know. Um, it's not super popular. It's on her. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I had her, folks. <laughs> no. Um, it, it's just them. about being able to see right through someone. Okay. Like, don't worry, I got your number. Like so. in a menacing way or a supportive way? Like in a menacing way. Okay. Like, like, uh-uh, don't try that here. All right. Well, we're winding down. I have one last question that I kind of get to. And uh, you have committed a capital crime. I know. I don't can't even imagine myself doing that. So this well, is a hard one for me. <laughs> which crime would you commit and who would you commit it on? No, I'm just kidding. You get Cuz I have an answer for that. <laughs> oh. <no. laughs> uh, save it for off the air. Okay. We're we're just going to stick in the theoretical zone. You've committed a capital crime, you're convicted mm-hmm. and sentenced to death in the electric chair. The good news is you get your last meal, mm-hmm. anything you want on the planet. You get a movie to watch while you eat that meal. Mm-hmm. Then you get a song to put in your headphones while you fade off into the good night. So what first what would be your meal? Uh, my meal would be three-way spaghetti. Tell me what that is. Uh, so it is a private listing. I don't know if there's off a different the word. Off the menu mm-hmm. meal at the Corvette Diner. Ah, I'm going to go to Corvette Diner. Yeah, ask order. for the three-way spaghetti. Nice. They'll ask if you want four-way or three-way. Four-way comes with onions. I don't, I don't like, like the onions. onions. It's, go four-way. Yeah, it literally is spaghetti, chili, and cheese. I like it. And it's the best, most delicious thing. Ever. And then four-way is... Four-way includes the... I don't know if they have five-way, but four-way includes the onions. I'm going to order 17-way chili <laughs> and see what they bring me. <laughs> exactly. They're like, what? It'll be like gummy bears. And yeah. <laughs> Okay, and what movie are you going to watch? Um, I don't remember what I put on the paper. You tell me what you, comes to mind, okay. um, and I'll tell you if it matches. That's To me, that's one of the fun parts about this. I would say over half the time, people end up with a different food or a different movie or a different song. Right. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you a question. Remember. Say the okay. first thing that pops in the your head. The movie Up, and I know up. that's not what I put. It's not. I was going to say, what's your favorite movie? Three, two, one, go. The movie Up. Oh, is that your favorite? Yeah, Pixar Up. Okay. You said Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> See, I love that one. My dog is named after one of the characters. All right. So Nacho Libre or Nacho Up? Libre. As a be- what's a better movie? Yeah, Nacho Libre. Because it's Over funny. Up? Yeah. Uh, all right. So you're sitting there eating your three-way spaghetti. Yeah. And you're watching Nacho Libre yes. or Up. Well, I'll, g- I'll give you a double feature. Yeah. Okay. You can have them both. Okay. okay. And then uh, <laughs> you're all done. You're sitting in, getting comfortable. You're full. You've mm-hmm. laughed. You've cried. You've watched Nacho Libre and Up. Yeah. And uh, what are you going to put in your headphones? Um, I'm going to put Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. Okay. I think it's a Christian song, and I'm not, like, I don't listen to, like, okay. Christian music. I don't, I'm not familiar with that song, but but when you listen back to this, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to have it. It'll be playing this whole time. So, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So then I will know it by then. Oh, good. And That's then, excellent. But it has to be his version, because there's other versions of it. Okay. So it has to be by him. No, you got it for sure. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I appreciate you coming in. That's going to wrap up another episode of Tony on the Mic. Now, if you want more information about Tapak, 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 however you say it. She set me up before the show to say it wrong. Um, Where can they find more information on that? 
Okay. <laughs> no, where? Where can they find more oh, information? Oh, where? Um, so you can look it up. Uh, you can Google it. Okay. Because they there... have a really big website, and they're also on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. T-A-P-A-C-T. Yeah. Tap yes. Act. Tap Act. Okay, and they work on behalf of animals. Yes. Fabulous. Yes. And then uh, if you're ever at a gymnastics meet or a dance thing in the Santana area, I'm sure you'll find Sam Sprinty. Yep. Detective and coach. There you go. <laughs> love it all right well thanks for coming in say goodbye to the folks sam all right thank you everybody thanks sam all right tony in the mesa the mesa outro 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 and that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my sponsors. And you can find more info and episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. All these platforms are slowly becoming populated with quality entertainment products. So check it out. And tell your friends and click and like and subscribe and all that stuff. 